You're listening to a Halfway Network podcast. This is the Halfway Podcast on the Halfway Network. This is a dark history show. It isn't for kids or anyone who hates messed up shit. Okay, so welcome to Halfway Podcast. I almost said Halfway to Thundertown. Uh, <laughs> I'm Jay. I also got Mark here with me. Whoop, whoop. And then, of course, as usual, uh, no Cody. Yeah. I would like to say it's not his fault, but isn't it? It's fully. He totally uh, knew that we were going to record this episode right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's dive right into it. Uh, so voodoo by nature or how we feel about it, it kind of has a spooky feeling to it, right? Am I right to assume that? Yeah. Like when you think of voodoo, it's kind of like, ooh. Yeah, scary. it's like the only thing I think of for voodoo is like the little doll and you poke pins in it and then it hurts the person that it, the, the doll is supposed to look like. That's really the only, when I think of voodoo, that's what I think of. Right. And that's well, fucking spooky. I don't want somebody to do that to me. <laughs> yeah. And also, here's a fucking spoiler alert real quick. Hollywood bamboozled you and they bamboozled everyone else about voodoo. So uh, the whole point of this episode is to get unstupidified <laughs> and introduce you to the real history and truth of voodoo. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. So to understand the misconceptions that we have about voodoo, we must first do one of my favorite things, and that's go back in time to a historically relevant moment to explain. Do you have the a year? sound effect for that? No, not pre, not ready. <laughs> so, going back so the year is AD 64, and it's Rome. A great fire has broken out. The same one people say Nero was playing a fiddle during, even though in 64 AD, fiddles didn't exist. Fire lasted, yeah, fucking dumb. Details. Fire lasted around six days and devastated most of the city. Uh, Tacitus, a writer who took account of the events, claimed Nero fasted the guilt and inflicted the most exquisite tortures on a class hated for their abominations called the Christians by the populace. Hell Early yeah. Christians, hell yeah. <laughs> Early Christians, because of a misunder- misunderstanding of their religion, were said to be cannibals, enjoyed incest. That part's probably somewhat true to this day, <laughs> yeah. and had spooky magical powers, along with other ridiculous and unfounded rumors. I've seen 19 and counting. <laughs> I have not, so. <laughs> I haven't either. So already, if you thought we were going to hammer all the voodoo tropes of dolls with uh, pins stuck in them yeah. and raising zombie armies or other Hollywood-esque beliefs, well, you are right to realize you are wrong. To us, <laughs> voodoo remains shrouded in mystery, and we have never really had the chance to have it represented to us in a way that is similar to how it's viewed by its practitioners. Also, I want to say I... um 
me, I can't really fully represent this religion in a true practical way when writing this. I really just did the best job I could with the limited information I have. But I'm hearing wrong, <laughs> expert level advice on how to become a voodoo practitioner. <laughs> yes, that's what we're doing here. <laughs> um, and if I'm wrong, along, wrong along the way, that is by accident. Um, because another spoiler alert, I am an atheist. So Same. I probably don't know anything more about Christian Christianity or the or the Islam faith than I do voodoo. So I am just a studier of history books, and that's all I have. I'm gonna Disclaimer right up front. I'm gonna do but this. the the nice thing about recording this now is no one has listened to the episode, so they there's nobody that can give a shit. If you're wrong. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, So voodoo doesn't originate in 1500 AD in Haiti like commonly believed. It actually dates back thousands of years to ancient Egypt. And there are claims that they were involved in the building of the pyramids. And so Hmm. they eventually crossed the Nile and found their way to Niji. These people were called Yoruba and after they left, they dwelled with a culture called Noke. They spent the next several hundred years living in the holy city of Lilai. I need to move my screen again. That didn't work. That just made it harder to read. <laughs> there we go. I was trying to get you so I was looking at you when I was talking like this way, but it, it just didn't work. You just made it harder to read. (laughs) Over time, they conquered fast lands and spread their beliefs of voodoo. One of the most interesting and really intriguing things about it is is that it is different in different parts of the world and can even vary from community to community. And this is because a few reasons. It has no scripture or world authority, and it is is truly about one's individual experience experience, empowerment, and responsibility. So I thought that was really interesting that you can have totally different beliefs just depending on like what city you're in or even what household you were raised in. Yeah. Another reason why it can be so different, especially when you start talking about places like Haiti um, and other Caribbean islands or South America. So I'm going to give you a guess, Mark on what happened to cause voodoo to not only make its way over here, but also to be so different. Hmm. What, what do you think caused that? To make its way over here. Seems like it, it would have to be like when people could get in ships and settle the Americas. I don't, I mean, I, I guess if it's back as far as Egypt, my, my guess would be like trade and getting shit over here to get over here for it to have so many different variations. That's a good question. I don't have a guess on that. Well, you were somewhat right. Uh, you said trade and that is, that is half right. Uh, it's because of the slave trade, which forced around 12 million African Americans out of their homes. Oh, so their beliefs mixed with some forced beliefs of Roman Catholicism. This was because of a process called, uh, syncretism. In 18, oh, a 1685 law, which forbade any practice of African religions and required them to convert to Christianity by their new masters within eight days of when they were bought. Jesus. 
So that's why you kind of have like a French, which I think is called Voudan or something like that. Or maybe I, we'll get into it in a bit here. So voodoo beliefs. To understand what they believe, you have to first understand how a voodooist sees the world. Those who practice voodoo believe that there is a visible and an invisible world and that these worlds are intertwined. Death is a transition to the invisible world. So our predecessors are still with us in spirit. They watch over and inspire us. Hmm. Central core of voodoo worship is Lao, God, a god, divine being, or good spirit, oracle ancestral worship, and reincarnation. Heaven and hell does, do not exist in voodooism because in voodoo they believe in reincarnation. The deeds of a person influence his next or her next life. Someone who has been a good, honest, and faithful person has the chance to ascend to Lao. Thus, they are given not only the power and influence, but the opportunity to shape the world. If the person has not behaved well and was angry, the person will be again born as a human and begin a new life cycle. He again will have every opportunity, but all the temptations from before will still threaten and entice him or her. That's interesting. So their their thing is like you're if you're bad, you're gonna come back, but you're coming back as a human, whereas like other religions, maybe you come back as a fly because you were so bad, or come back as an animal. Yeah, and I think it actually gets into that. Um if you are like really bad, you can you can be reincarnated into other things. I know I've got it in here somewhere. In fact, it might be really soon. It, the person, um, so the, the person was not good in their life. It is possible that in the next life, okay, he will be punished by Lao. This could be a spiritual or physical impediment. However, the belief of voodoo involves primarily light punishments for offenses. However, serious offenses will be punished with misfortune or illness or the rebirth as an animal. Ooh. If the person was particularly bad, they can be reborn as Dieb. Dieb? Um, it's a demonic creature that only aspires to harm the living or dominate you. That doesn't sound uh, bad. <laughs> ooh, yeah. Ooh, ooh, woo. Am I right? <laughs> Voodoo believers believe that Lao, as well as Dieb, are omnipresent. Therefore, both take part in one's everyday life and are informed about all actions and misdeeds of believers. So voodoo followers divide godly creatures into Leo Rada and Leo Petro. It is not such a strict division as between angels and demons in Christian religion. Leo Rada were working on the creation of the world, making rules and life keeping. Here are the gods like Loco, god of woods, Agui, god of the sea, Urzulia, the goddess of beauty. Some gods belong to both groups. Legba, god of the crossroads, can be invoked as Leo Rada to bring the wealth, but also as Leo Petro to cause a disaster. Leo Petro are a group of demons that are called mainly to cause destruction. The bond of African traditions with cults of native Indians living in uh, Haiti made voodoo in Haiti a very dangerous practice in terms of harmful rituals. Invocation of any Leo Petro always means risking damage of body and soul. 
Therefore, we want to warn those people who are not prepared for such act against such action. All right, so I'm just going to list off a few of the gods and goddesses and what um, what they're in charge of. So there's Legba, it's the god of crossroads, um, stands for singer, fighter, fool, guardian of the door, in the spiritual sphere. He appears as either a child or a hunched old man. Ooh, what? That's some extreme. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot a of extremes kid or in a hunched old man then. <laughs> Look the fuck yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, there's <laughs> Shango, uh, which is God of Fire. He's a fighter, judge, lord of lightning and thunder, a uh, brave, healthy-looking man. There is Oshun, goddess of love and power, of creation, abundance, and passion, beautiful, seductive young woman. There's Oya, and just so you know, each one of these has like six different names <laughs> that they go by. I'm, I'm just doing one. Helpful. Um, so Oya, goddess of wind, fire, water, and rainbow. Ruler of nature, also a fighter, courageous, beautiful, passionate, and, and unpredictable. Ooh. Yamaya, goddess of the sea, motherly. She gives nutrition, loving, and desirable. Loving, and I guess she's desirable. I don't know. Some of these are really sentence weird. Again, I wrote this over a year ago, so I'm kind of just <laughs> reading as I go. Obadala, goddess of heavens and personification of creativity energy. Old white hair, kind of kind and extremely powerful. There, Ogun, wild man of the woods, good of iron and smithery, protector of wealth and work, peaceful and dangerous. Ogwi, god of water, lord of the seas, handsome, proud. He likes order. He takes care of his look. Little, uh, I guess looks are important to that one. <laughs> Dambala. Uh, primordial god, god of snakes. He is the form of a snake. He is universal power, protector of trees and water. Loco, he is the spirit of vegetation and male form of plants. Simbai, he is Leo of white magic. Simbi is depicted as a green snake and he is very wise. Ooh, snake. Petro Leos. Petro has only dark character. It represents aggr the aggressive side of voodoo. As sacrifice is given, goat's blood, for example. Uh, Baron Samedi. Barons are gods of death and cemeteries. There's Marasa. The specialty of uh, voodoo is the worship of twins. So they have an important meaning that has been transferred from African tradition. Special attention that is paid to the live and dead twins has its roots in the veneration of godly twins, Mawa and Lisa. They symbolize active male and passive female energy. I they personify I like the sun. Lisa. Mesa. <laughs> uh, and I just want to say they, they view male as pass, uh, male, um, passive and female energy. So I'm just, you know. I'm not the one saying uh, anything about anyone's sexism or anything. That's them. They, <laughs> no, that's not what I heard. they personify the sun and the moon. Together, they create a hermaphrodite bisexual god that symbolizes inseparable divine unity. Twins, especially if it is a boy, um, Dosai, and a girl, Dasa, are considered as their earthly delegates. The birth of twins 
is in every case associated with a number of problems as they are seen as exceptionally powerful creatures. They are foreseen as difficult, impulsive, sensitive, and malicious. In everyday life, it is recommended to deal with both children the same way as they react in a very sensitive way to any differences between, made between them. Families with twins often suffer diseases or bad luck, which is explained among voodoo people that the family did not complete the duty of Marasa. You should just name them both the same thing then, because just call them both Jacob, boy and girl. Treat them exactly the same. Are you going to have diseases? I like that. Uh, I also just feel like, I don't know, if you're worried about their power, just put a bullet <laughs> in one of their heads. And yeah, just, then you got one Twins. <laughs> twins. We never had twins. I remember them wrong. That's a good advice. So Bon Dio. Bon Dio is the universal power and primordial god. He created all the original deities and is the epitome of universal power. He gave the deities order and power in the world. His word is law, even for the deities. Believers of voodoo almost never contact Bondio directly. It is the job of the deities to take care of the worries and concerns of believers. That seems like a pretty good gig. Yeah. You just create a bunch of shit and don't ever have to do anything. You're just retired. Yeah, it's, there. it's not my problem. Yeah. Um, Mamba and Ungan. No problem is too small to be presented to the gods and spirits, but be it love, pain, or financial worries, the academic difficulties of children, conflicts with families, or at work, especially health emergencies. A Mambo, chief priestess of voodoo, or a Ungan, senior priest of voodoo, will be ready to ask the deities for their counsel and support. The role of the Mambo and the Utgan is therefore less compared to what that of a priest or pastor in Christian churches. In, in, Mambo and Ungan in voodoo devote themselves primarily to the practi practical life help and are more healers than priests and the voodoo temple more advice centers than law. A lot of Mambo or Ungan offer regular speech at hours during which they question the deities about the problems which are reported to them. Behind his or her is the belief that disease, but also all other kinds of hardship and adversity, are consequences of disturbed relationships in the spiritual realm. At the same time, one believes in voodoo that the responsible spirit forces can be identified and be influenced in favor of the believer. So, soul in voodoo. Voodoo believers understand the soul not as a compact unity, but divide, divided into two parts. The Tai Bong Eng, a vital spark and conscious, and the gross bonding, the individual and immortal soul, also can be equated to the ego. After physical death, it returns to the underworld of the minds. Together, these two these parts form the mind and the soul of a living person. The Taibon Ain is the unique vital spark of a person. With, without, without it, he can, that person can't live. Hmm. If a person dies, the Taibon Ain goes to the, the home of Voodooistish on the other... I can't even say those words, so... <laughs> um, uh, remains on the other side with the forefathers and becomes one of them. 
So the grasping is unique and the mind of a person. As soon as a person has passed away and his grasping was was long enough with the home, his grasping <laughs> is born again and receives a new taibang in the birth. Thus, it is absolutely logical for voodoo believers to talk to their ancestors and ask them for advice and help, even if they have been deceased for many years. That's interesting Ooh, that, to have uh, those things separated out so that you can, like, you can still be reincarnated. That still exists, but also you're with the ancestors and you can still be talked to in death, even though you might be somebody else. Yeah, it's weird. Huh. It's, yeah, it's really complicated. And that's that paragraph was very difficult. I couldn't say any <laughs> of those words. So, uh, Ancestry, ancestry worship in voodoo. So if a family member dies but still exists in material form, then there is no reason to not talk further with this family member and ask for help and advice from them. As a payment for their assistant, assistant sacrifices must be made and their graves kept in order. So you can remember them more. While ancestors are considered not as powerful as Leo, they have some knowledge and a certain power to influence the future and fate of their offspring. So voodoo, um, this is one thing, this is the last part of it, uh, but it's voodoo and zombies because for whatever reason in Hollywood, those two things are kind of um, aligned. I don't know why. So the more sensational aspects of voodoo, such as belief in zombies and animal sacrifice. So voodoo is... Um, New Orleans type voodoo, mm. um, such as belief in z- zombies and animal sacrifices, have prov- provided fodder for countless television shows and movies in the form of voodoo. Zombies are um, an especially good example of how a religious element can be taken out of context and become a global phenomenon. According to the Oxford English Dictionary, the word zombie first appeared in English around 1810 when historian Robert Southery mentioned it in his book, um, History of Brazil. But this zombie was not the familiar brain-eating man-like monster, but instead, like many Vudan Leo, a West African deity. Mm. The word later came to suggest the vital human force leaving the shell of a body, and ultimately a creature human and human in form but lacking self-awareness, intelligence, and a soul. The original Haitian zombies were not villains but victims. So Haitian zombies were said to be people brought back from the dead and sometimes controlled through magical means by priests called bukors. Sometimes the zombification was done as punishment, striking fear in those who believed that they could have abu- be abused even after death. But often, zombies were said to have been used as slave labor on island farms and sugarcane plantations, though no evidence of the zombie-filled farms were ever found. So, um, I can't really cover the complexities of the cultures and what voodoo is as a whole. I just don't, like, I really don't have enough time because I didn't start, you know, I wasn't raised in that religion, and that's basically the only way you can know enough about it, or unless you study study it in an academic way, which I have not really done, like or a at all. Voodoo theologian. So yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that is the origins and uh, history of voodoo, though a very nutshelled version of it. Yeah, that's super interesting. I didn't know. I all that I know is from what I see in movies or like 
wasn't there an American horror story? I don't know if the lady who um, kept slaves up in her attic, if she was actually a practitioner of voodoo, but she thought that their blood kept her young forever. And there was some, there's definitely like implied some voodoo ideas. And there maybe was a, a lady yeah. voodoo practitioner part of that show. But like, that's the parts that, that I've known about voodoo, which is like next to nothing. And like mostly a combination of multiple religions and actually nothing to do with true voodoo. Yeah. I think in that, in that specific show, um, they based it off new Orleans voodoo. Yeah. And that is considered what, why we view it as so mystical because Hollywood's like, huh, this is different. Let's make it not what it is for TV. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely easier if they're like, well, we're not going to explain anything. Let's just make it this super supernatural thing. And, not tell anybody yeah. what voodoo actually is. Yeah, why would we want to do something like that? <laughs> yeah, that's where I well, didn't realize it was that that close to. It makes sense if it's that old, but that was that close to other Eastern religions. I didn't know anything that it had anything to do with reincarnation whatsoever. Yep, has a lot of uh, interesting aspects to it that I didn't know until I wrote this and didn't remember until I just read it again. So. <laughs> And it's weird that that is compared. I guess it's not weird because Judeo Christianity is pulled from other religions, obviously. But it's interesting to see the things that overlap and that they pulled from Egyptian and older religions like that. Yeah, which is a pretty common, pretty common thing in religion. Yeah. They're all just stolen from each other. Half of them. Yeah, makes sense. Yep. Well, cool. Been another episode halfway podcast. You definitely you guys enjoyed it. Yep. 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 <laughs> uh, go check out our other shows on halfwaynetwork.com and we'll see you guys on the next episode. You've been listening to the Halfway Podcast on the Halfway Network. If you like the show, give us all the stars on your favorite pod app. For more shows like this one and all kinds of info, visit www.halfwaynetwork.com.